2: Miss to the top. top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
0: Hour. Happy Tuesday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in beautiful downtown Laurel. Bob out for one more day, wrapping up his uh, vacation, but uh, happy to have you with us. Brandon producing at the First Bank Studio in Mississippi. Hattiesburg, good show for you today. Many of you remember Alric Young, who was a quarterback at Southern Miss. His son, Dion, who played for Louisiana Tech, uh, will be joining us a little later in the program. Of course, Kelly Center on every day. And uh, in just a moment, we'll be joined with Malcolm Butler from Louisiana Tech as we get ready for a game that is looking like more and more every day it's going to happen, even though there is a stalling hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. Hope your Tuesday is going well. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a neighborhood near you. Some of the best barbecue that you will ever eat. Me personally, I go for the brisket and the sausage, but there's chicken, there's ribs, all kinds of stuff available for you, all the fixins and sides at your local Dickie's. Dickie's cooked here, loved everywhere happy to have joining us in our first segment malcolm butler the associate athletic director for communications really been louisiana tech bulldog his entire life in his 22nd year in the athletic department and malcolm we were joking off air um not even before we get to the field there's been some crazy southern miss louisiana tech football games but this may be the absolute craziest leading up to the game that either university has ever faced
1: you know, it wouldn't be 2020, Luke, without some obstacles in front of us. And uh, once again, <laughs> between Mother Nature and uh, a world pandemic, we have a few. But hopefully uh, everything will uh, uh, seem fit for us to play a football game this weekend in Hattiesburg. We're looking forward to it.
0: Really, on so many fronts. Uh, Southern Miss last week, head coach Jay Hobson resigns. Your athletic director um, in this week going to Vandy. Uh, but you talk about, we're, we're thinking about Sally, Hurricane Sally that's stalling in the Gulf, but you guys just went through a monster with Laura. I mean, in the in the last uh, few weeks. And, uh, you know, that kind of dis, displaced some stuff. And then COVID crept up. We got word last week with you know, 38 COVID cases coming out of Louisiana Tech. But it looks like, we heard from Scotty Walden, heard from Jeremy McClain on our end, looks like this game on national television will take place in the Rock on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's trending in that direction, which is a positive. Um, you know, and, and Hurricane Laura, you know, we're in North Louisiana, as you guys know, and we've never had a hurricane that was still classified as a hurricane when it reached in Louisiana. Uh, that is until Laura came through uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was still a Category 1. We had winds of about 80 to 90 miles an hour, uh, and the big part was it knocked all sorts of pine trees down on the houses and on the power lines. 95% of Ruston was without power for multiple days, some people as much as a week. And, of course, what that meant was, uh, you know, we had student-athletes that were trying to find places to sleep that had power. And so we had done a really good job of keeping our football players um, COVID-free. I think we had had one positive test the three weeks leading up to LAR. But, uh, you know, once that hurricane came through and those kids kind of scattered for a few days, uh, we came back, started testing. And we had, what, 40, almost 40 positive tests over a nine-day span. So – We were forced to cancel our game with Baylor last weekend. Uh, The good news is the last couple of uh, tests we've had, I think we've had like one, maybe two kids test positive, and we got a lot of kids coming back this week in time for Southern Miss.
0: Yeah, I was was reading something that Coach uh, Holtz had said last week, and he was pretty confident over this past weekend you guys would get over 30 people back. But, I mean, last week you had, I think it was like 47 people available with, with injuries and COVID. So great that the Bulldogs get that back. Um. What does it look like? And and we're not going to get into specifics. And we always joke um about with with opposing teams about we're not going to show our cards and all that stuff, but but I guess the uh, the objective going into this game is Louisiana Tech to play this game. I uh, sure feels like they have enough depth uh, to get guys on a bus and come to Hattiesburg.
1: Yeah, we just finished with Skip's uh, press conference via Zoom. You never would have heard that a year ago, but his press conference via Zoom a little while ago, and. Uh, He's really excited about uh, who we're getting back and feels like, obviously, we won't be 100%. We'll still have some guys that are out, uh, but we'll be in so much better shape uh, than we were a week ago at this time. So uh, he's excited about who's coming back, and he feels very confident uh, in his ability for this team to come out and compete and make it a good football game.
0: Coach Holtz in his eighth year, and man, what a year last year was in his seventh year. Ten and three, you guys have a, an impressive win over ACC Miami. A lot of momentum went into this offseason, of course, before 2020 hit, but there was a lot of momentum for the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs coming into the 2020 season.
1: Yeah, Skip's done a fantastic job since he's come here. I mean, we've won six straight bowl games, which is the longest streak in the country. Uh, beat, obviously, Miami last year 14 to nothing in the Independence Bowl. And uh, won ten games. I think it was the first time that Louisiana Tech has won double digits in games since back in the early 1980s. Uh, we lost our season opener last year in Austin against Texas, and then reeled off eight straight wins. And we were in great position to win, uh, you know, a spot in the championship game until we had to suspend a couple of our key players for the final, well, two of the last three games of the season. Went into Marshall and went into uh, UAB without our starting quarterback and our top wide receiver, and lost a couple of competitive games there and uh, slipped out of first place. So that was disappointing. Uh, but the kids rebounded nicely, won the season finale against UTSA and then beat Miami uh, in the Independence Bowl. So, you know, we felt like it was a very successful season last year. and We were excited about, uh, you know, 2020 and still are excited about 2020. We're just ready for it to get started.
0: Talk about um, the bulldog offense. Uh, a guy that we felt like played in Conference USA for like three decades, Jamar Smith. He graduated, but we always kept an eye on him because he was right up the road in Meridian, Mississippi. He's gone. You got a JUCO um, transfer in. You got a couple more guys that, that the, the Golden Eagles could see back there. And then, of course, you return your running back who had a really good year last year.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to see a couple of quarterbacks play on Saturday. Uh, I think Aaron Allen and Luke Anthony. Uh, Aaron Allen is a redshirt sophomore. Moore, he got the two starts last year against UAB and Marshall uh, when j was out. And then Luke Anthony is a uh, graduate transfer from Abilene Christian, where he started the last two years. And so listening to Skip talk, uh, those two young men are head-to-head, and again, You know, when you lose a senior quarterback, one that started for three years, and you know you're going to have a new quarterback along with a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator, uh, spring practice was going to be really important for this group. And, of course, we didn't have spring practice. And, obviously, our fall uh, camp has been interrupted at times due to COVID. So they haven't gotten the snaps that they would have liked to have gotten to really see – uh, you know, the two quarterbacks to be able to separate. So Skip right now, ready to play both of them and, and see which one can kind of separate from the other. You mentioned Justin Southern Henderson, Minnesota. our running back. Sorry about that. You mentioned Go Justin ahead, Henderson, our running back from last year. He was a thousand-yard uh, rusher. Uh, he's just kind of a bowling ball-type young man, kind of a strong, uh, low-to-the-ground build, and he's a strong runner. Uh, and between him and Izzy Tucker, who was our second-leading rusher last year, both of them are back, and
0: We expect to have a really good running game once again. Yeah, Southern Miss in the same boat as Louisiana Tech. Matt Kubik came in as offensive coordinator. Tony Pecoraro came in, and that name uh, faced uh, defenses from FAU, and he's been at Southern Miss. Louisiana Tech, familiar with him. What – what is going to be, generally speaking, the 2020 version of this Tech offense? Is it going to be kind of in the same mold as other Skip Holtz teams? Southern Miss fans been asking this question last week when when the offense transitioned more when uh, under the leadership of Scotty Walden. Southern Miss fans really kind of expecting a more up tempo, maybe more fast paced more vertical game under Scotty Walden. Um, now that he's the head coach, what, what will the Tech offense? Will there be any difference to it?
1: Well, first of all, you mentioned Matt Kubik, and I got to work with Matt when he was a quarterback in Louisiana Tech and what a uh, great young man he was, and I've been excited to follow his career, and I know he'll do a great job in, in Hattiesburg. Um, but, yeah, you know, to answer your question, it's, it's, I think you're going to see a very similar offense to what you've seen the last few years. you got uh, both quarterbacks I mentioned are mobile. Uh, they can hurt you with uh, their feet, which is a lot like what Jay Mar was. Uh, I think, you know, and Skip Holtz, although he's the head coach and not labels the offensive coordinator, uh, he's very involved in play calling. And so although we have a new offensive coordinator, and I think you'll see a few little twists and turns. For the most part, I think you'll see the same Louisiana Tech offense that you have seen the last few years
0: but should be exciting in a national televised audience. I know you guys have been playing fruit basket turnover with the schedule, Baylor out, BYU in now. It was announced uh, just the other day. And i tell you what, um, it's going to be a good one. And then I watched Houston Baptist play this weekend, man. That's going to be a good one for you all in two weeks.
1: Yeah, no, most of the time those FCS games, you know, you're penciling them as a W, but uh, Houston Baptist has put up a lot of points against North Texas and uh, Texas Tech. They gave Texas Tech everything they wanted. They throw the ball all over the place. You know, that's one thing we haven't talked about defensively. I mean, we've only got two starters coming back from last year. We graduated a lot, yeah. including a couple of cornerbacks that are both starting in the NFL as rookies. LeJaria Sneed, who had a great game for the Kansas City Chiefs Thursday night and there went over Houston. And then, of course, uh, the All-American and Amik Robertson, who's starting for Las Vegas. So, uh, there's a lot of questions right. on the defensive side of the ball that we still have to answer, have answered, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get our first test on Saturday.
0: Malcolm, thanks for being on the Eagle Hour today and your time, sir. We'll see you Saturday.
1: Hey, thank you. Tell uh, tell Dion Young, I said hello.
0: Will do. It's Malcolm Butler from Louisiana Tech. We will talk to Dion Young right after this on the Eagle Hour.
2: Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
0: Great time talking to Malcolm Butler, the Associate Athletic Director for the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. And uh, if you heard Mr. Butler in that previous segment, all systems go, 6.30 kickoff in the Rock, Saturday night. And what a week, or what are two weeks for uh, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech leading up to this game. All the COVID cases in Ruston, they're dealing with Hurricane, or they dealt with Hurricane Laura, Uh, they're athletic director moving on to Vanderbilt, Southern Miss, with a transition in leadership and head coach. Now we're waiting to for Sally to make up her mind where she's going to go. A lot of our friends on the Mississippi Gulf Coast right now anxiously watching the weather, and uh, just hope everybody uh, just stays safe in the next 24, 48 hours as we are expected to get a lot of rain. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmark, located in... Hattiesburg on Fourth or on Hardy Street. I'm sorry about that. On Hardy Street, right across the road from the University of Southern Mississippi. Great place to get all the swag you need. You're gonna be coming in this weekend for the Southern Miss Louisiana Tech game. Get you a new hat, new shirt, maybe even a rain jacket. Uh, But Campus Bookmark there for you. Also online, all the time, 24 hours a day. CampusBookmark.net. Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in beautiful downtown Laurel. Brandon at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Dion Young was a defensive back, a four-year letterman for the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, and his dad played at Southern Miss, and he joins us now on the phone. Dion, how's your Tuesday, sir?
3: It's going well. Uh, Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much for being on. Um, everybody uh, in Southern Miss land uh, knows your dad, and your dad always jokes. And when I was playing football at Southern Miss, he came in, and he did a team meeting for us. Coach Bauer had him in, and he said, hey, guys, you don't know who I am. But Brett Favre replaced me at quarterback. Of course, everybody laughs. And, you know, your dad was a such a tremendous athlete. Uh, he's done so much from where I am right now for for the city of Laurel. I assume you kind of grew up as a Southern Miss fan.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um Definitely had dreams of, of playing there and, you know, loved hearing the stories of uh, my dad playing back in the day and uh, his relationship with Brett Favre and, you know, that time there. It was, it was definitely a dream to uh, kind of grow up and uh, get an opportunity to go play there for sure.
0: So you uh, you went to Oak Grove and met a legendary coach there with, with Neville Barr. There was not a time in high school when you did not play in a state championship game. How, how awesome is that?
3: It was a great environment to be in. Um, and, you know, you're talking about uh, Coach Barr, uh, amazing coach. Um, definitely um, talked a lot about character and developed a lot of guys on and off the field. Um, and we just always trying to get us to compete at a higher level. Uh, uh, one thing I just always appreciated about Coach Barr, I mean, he could get, he can get anybody to kind of buy into the program and just, like I said, just compete at a higher level, and so it was just an amazing environment to be around. Um, always a good group of guys, good set of coaches. It was, it was a good time for sure.
0: You obviously got to play high, or you got to play college football at the, at the highest level, at the Division One level. But, you know, having a high school career like that, I mean, I guess if there wouldn't have been any football after, that would have been a pretty good ride, just kind of going to three, three straight state championship games.
3: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that that's an opportunity, um, obviously, like a lot of schools or players don't get to have. Um, and I just, again, I mean, that was just a, a great experience. And luckily got blessed to be able to go to that next level. Um but yeah, I mean playing at playing in those state championships or, or South State Championships and just competing against some of the, the best talent um around the state, which is a very fortunate opportunity.
0: You did get that opportunity, and uh, you signed with the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Now, let's be honest. When you made that choice to go to Ruston, Louisiana, did your dad give you the dirty eye or something, or is he 100% behind it?
3: <laughs> um, he was definitely very supportive. Uh, like I said, I mean, it was definitely a dream to to play at Southern Miss um, and kind of follow in his footsteps and, and build on that legacy. Uh, but, you know um, – very thankful for my time at Louisiana Tech. Uh, got to play against some of uh, some Mississippi schools as well, so that was uh, a great time as well. But uh now my dad and family were were behind me a hundred percent, and just just thankful that you know I, I at least got that chance to play at that next level.
0: I want to ask you about uh, a few games across your career at Louisiana Tech. Um, you know, because we're at Southern Miss playing them this week and. You, a lot of the teams that you find on the Southern Miss schedules across the years, you find at uh, on on Tech schedules. You uh, you you redshirted in 05, and then I think your first game was probably against uh, number twenty Nebraska in Nebraska. And looking at that redshirt schedule, a redshirt freshman schedule, you're a part of played against Clemson, played against Boise State, played against Hawaii, like four ranked teams that year. How crazy was it to open the your actual playing career at Nebraska?
3: It was, it was wild to say the least. Um, I don't, I I can look back on on that game and remember it, um, very vividly. And just thinking about the speed of the game, um, and the atmosphere, and just, um, I'm not gonna lie, my eyes got really big stepping on that field. Um, and you know, you know, the history of Nebraska and the fans, and, um, it was a great experience also playing at Clemson. I think they had a lot of great players that went to the league that year, a couple of uh, really good running backs. Um, their, their stadium and atmosphere was amazing, very loud. The crowd was, was very into it and very energetic. Boise, as you mentioned, is also a a very good, uh, team as well. Um, so I mean that year for me was definitely uh, a time to, to grow and, and get adjusted to the speed of the game. But, um, Definitely a good time as well.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about y'all are in the whack. Then I mean, you got to you got to play at Hawaii, at Clemson, at Boise, at A and M, and at Nebraska. I mean, who in their right mind at Louisiana Tech schedules a schedule like that? <laughs> That's crazy.
3: We were we were bouncing all over, um, and it's interesting. I mean, you know, because the school is set uh, is in Louisiana, but you you are traveling. So far, to play some of these games, uh, you know, as you mentioned, like Hawaii, um, you know, Texas A&M is uh, a shorter distance, but like we're, we're going to Hawaii and Idaho and, and Boise and all these games, and um, it was it was interesting. But I mean, the, the the good thing was I I like to travel. I like to I've always uh, loved to get on a plane and have that whole experience. Um, so I thought like that was cool being in being in the WAC and being able to, to have these fall off games every other week, I thought the, or the, was pretty cool.
0: I mean, you got you get to play at LSU. You got to play at Auburn. We talked about, we'll talked, we talk about it in a minute about Mississippi State and Ole Miss. How cool was it to play at the service academies? You got to make a trip to both West Point and Annapolis.
3: That was really cool. Um, let me say West Point was really beautiful. Um in upstate New York, um, especially in the fall, you know the mountains and the and the leaves were all changing colors, and then just the just being able to play at you know at West Point with that uh, that establishment um, and the school, um, the history there. Uh, Navy was was also a really cool experience. Um, yeah, I mean it's just you know you think back and you. And you uh, you know, as I'm playing football in high school, and you dream about these moments and playing at these at these prestigious programs and schools and, and stuff, and you, you finally get there, and it's just it's it's amazing. You know, that sometimes you gotta just take a take a moment and just be thankful and just yeah, it was. I, I can't stress enough how how amazing all of that opportunity was.
0: Your redshirt junior year, August the 30th, 2008, in Ruston. You get an interception, seven tackles because uh, you knocked off Mississippi State, and all the Southern Miss fans back home in Hattiesburg cheered Amen too.
3: Uh, that there was definitely uh, uh, I'm trying to find the words, but I, you know, I was recruited by a couple of the Mississippi schools, and uh, and you know, I ended up at Louisiana Tech. Which I'm very thankful for, but there was some, you know, uh, there was some feeling there that I I wanted to uh, to represent, you know, and I wanted to to show them what they were missing out on. So getting that imp- uh, interception in that game was very big for me. It definitely, you know, um, just made me feel really good, and and just yeah, um, yeah I mean, it just meant a lot. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: no, it's all good. It, it's uh, it's it's overwhelming sometimes when you think about what you're a part of. About about 30 seconds left, Dion. Um, So you graduate from Louisiana Tech, but because of your father's lineage at Southern Miss, you couldn't go without getting another degree. And, and Sander told me through the grapevine, you came back and uh, you got you another degree, so you really did end in black and gold. Is that right?
3: I did. I did. I just couldn't get away from it. Uh, it was definitely calling <laughs> me. I uh, moved back after I finished my time and uh, – at uh, Louisiana Tech, my dad was going uh, back overseas for the military, and, and like you said, I wanted to get another degree, so came home and uh, definitely became a part of the, the family uh, legacy, so to speak.
0: Hey, better late than never, brother. We we uh, we're thankful that that you are. You've always been one man. But Dion, thanks so much for being on the Eagle Hour today, and uh, man, best of luck to you.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, take care.
0: Deion Young, former defensive back for Southern Miss, a son of Alvarez Young, former quarterback for the Golden Eagles, and uh, glad that uh, Deion got that degree from Southern Miss. We'll take a break. Kelly Center with us. Eagle Hour continues right after this.
2: The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss
0: to the top. Back in the First Bank Studios in downtown Laurel and Hattiesburg is the Eagle Hour. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, just on the other side of Highway 49 from the University of Southern Mississippi. Eight ninety five lunch every single day, great food, trivia night. Uh, the man that will join us just in a minute is the reigning world champion of that and all the Southern Miss memorabilia you could ever hope for four street bar and grill proud sponsor of the eagle hour kelly john sander aka the world champion they don't even let you compete anymore because you're so good at trivia right
2: well when you know when i won a silver medal in the 72 games in munich um you know people kind of just said all right we know you're good You you don't have to play you don't have anything to prove you know i said i only won a silver medal i do have a little to prove so of course you don't remember. You can the, the games uh, in, you can go over
0: day. there and see Kelly Sanders' 1972 silver medal from Munich at four. Street great Ball place, Grove, to, exclusively.
2: great place to shoot some pool too, Luke. Uh, great, great place to just hang out and shoot a you know shoot a game of pool or two. You better get there early though because those pool tables stay pretty busy.
0: I'm not any good. That's why I didn't mention it. I don't mention the things that that I'm bad at. But we appreciate Dion Young joining us and and Kelly. You were covering the Golden Eagles when his father came through, and and man, just a standout athlete, but at the same time, man, just a stand-up dude too.
2: Yeah, and I got a real, I got a real unique perspective of both, uh, you know, uh, Alric and, and Dion because I covered, I was also doing Oak Grove High School football games on the radio when Dion was playing at, at Oak Grove for Neville Barr, uh, They're just outside of Hattiesburg, and and Alric, you know, was. Was replaced the quarterback by a guy you know named Brett Favre, who you know if you're, he's been in all the papers. He's, he had a pretty good career at Southern Miss. Uh, Brett Favre did, but the thing I always admired about uh, Dion and, and his and his dad, and let's start with Eric. A, a very, very, uh, and one of the things that football taught him was discipline, you know, and responsibility. And man, when you saw um, Dion and his wife raising their family, I mean, it was discipline. I mean, those kids, including Dion, were disciplined. Everything was yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and all, all that that sort of stuff. And and you know, always buckled down on the academics. And Dion's got two two degrees. I mean, one from Law Tech and one from Southern Miss. And I think a lot of that discipline and, and grit that he had, you know, was a direct result of uh, of his parenting. You know, that that he got. And it would have been real easy for Alrick to, you know, in in today's world, you know, Alrick probably would have. If if he was a different person, he'd join the the transfer portal and say, "Oh, I'll, I'll go start for somebody else." But he didn't do that, you know. And uh, of course, there wasn't the transfer portal back then. But I'm just saying that's just not the type of person that Alric Young was, anyway. So it's not, it wasn't surprising at all for me to see Dion succeed the way that uh, that he succeeded at La Tech, and then went back and got another degree at, at Southern Miss. But man, what a what a great family story and. Um, and I, and I, you know, I was talking to Dion. I, I thought that that he got to play against Southern Miss, but I guess and I can't believe they didn't play each other for that long a stretch. Luke, what was it? Twenty years? Yeah, I, I told
0: there? you off air. I didn't. I didn't tell our um, our radio uh, listeners. So Southern Miss owns the all-time series, thirty-five to sixteen. This is this will be the. I guess that's this will be the fifty-second meeting. So you think of Louisiana Tech, you know, you play them every year. Well, from 1993 until 2009, which was Dion's senior year, they didn't play. Last time they played them was in Hattiesburg in 1992. And then the series picked back up in 2010 over in Ruston. So as much as they played prior to 1992, only from 2010 onward have they played them really in the last 30 years. And that's why Dion missed that series. He was 05 to 09 at Louisiana Tech.
2: But in order to make sure the family wasn't too divided, he went, and hit, went ahead and got a degree at La Tech, and then went to Southern Miss and got another degree. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he said kid. he said
0: he couldn't uh, he couldn't get away from it. He said it was uh, he said well, I finally became part of the family. I was like, no, dude, you're our Young's son. You're always part of the family.
2: And I and I'd imagine and I'd imagine you know it's any any of the kids of notable football players at Southern Miss, you know, whether they're boys or girls, I'd imagine it'd be a little bit tough for your dad or mom, for that matter, to be a standout athlete, you know, because everybody will tell you uh, the stories of, you know, parents, the parents themselves are usually pretty humble about that sort of stuff. But, um, but the kids probably hear it growing up and, you know, there's probably that they have to live up to that standard, you know, that their mom or dad set.
0: Yeah. So, Looking like the six thirty kickoff Saturday night will take place. Fifty second meeting between the two schools, live national broadcast on ESPN. Dave Pash, Mike Golick, and Lauren uh, Sisler are going to be on the call for ESPN too. Should be exciting later on this week. Of course, we'll uh, we'll get Lee Roberts in. Patrick McGee uh, will will give us uh, his updated. Uh, Prognosticator, I think that's how we say it. Um, just a heads up before Kelly and I get into some more stuff. No eagle hour tomorrow, and that is because, uh, we are unsure about what Hurricane Sally is, is going to do, and so we'll, We'll play an interview for you tomorrow that we uh, we talked to a guy at East Texas Baptist uh, about Scotty Walden and, and Kelly. I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, I talked about it with Heath Hinton yesterday. I went and watched it. Southern Miss Facebook mean uh, the Southern Miss Twitter uh, account has what Scotty Walden is doing every day called Eagle Drill, and literally, I think it's right after they warm up and right after they stretch. They call out somebody on offense and they call somebody on defense. And yesterday it was an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. The entire team surrounds these two guys. Scotty gets in the middle and it's almost like, you know, a UFC fight. He puts his hand in the middle. He's like, let's go. And he blows his whistle and they just, you know, they block each other. They hit each other. Um, they don't run or anything. They're, they're in three point stances, but it has, it has seemingly created a crazy energetic high emotion at the beginning of practice that from all reports is carrying itself through practice and i think that is probably exactly what our football team needs at this moment uh, with this transition going on
2: wasn't there back in the old days something called "bull in the ring or or uh oklahoma or something to where guys would would butt heads like that and
0: Bull you in the ring was, some, it was it was kind of illegal. Yeah, bull in the ring was like where you would just put a guy in the ring and have a circle uh, around him, and people would just run at him from all directions. Like, no, that they kind of think they halfway outlawed that. Oklahoma drills just where uh, you know you have to make an open field tackle. These are literally guys that are you know blocking linemen going against each other, best on best. I guess that's the best way to say it.
2: So it's, 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 it's bull in the ring, might just but one on one instead of one against eight.
0: Make, yeah, best don't better. A, you don't want to do bull in the ring.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes it a little more fair. Hey, also you were talking about the Southern Miss uh, Tech game this Saturday. Uh, Marshall and Appalachian State are going to be playing on CBS, so a good chance for uh, Marshall of Conference USA to put the conference's best foot forward against a very good team from the Sun Belt. So here you go. Here's Sun Belt against Conference USA on CBS, not CBS Sports Network or anything like that, but the, the mothership, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big showing, and, and Marshall looked really good. App State struggled a little early, and that could be because Will Healy's got uh, Charlotte coached up. You know, we'll find out in Conference USA. with that, I mean, that is the two thirty uh, prime time um, spot for for those uh, two teams. Kelly, we we may we may carry over and uh, just got a couple minutes left. But I was talking to Malcolm Butler uh, in in briefly before we got into Louisiana Tech. Has there ever been a game? Uh, I was a part of, of a, a hurricane issue and with Katrina. Our first game got canceled. We got relocated to Memphis and stayed there for 10 days, so we went and played Bama and Tuscaloosa. But you think about what's going on in this game. So two weeks ago, they have a hurricane, and Malcolm said it was the first time really in Louisiana Tech history that a, a storm came through that was still a hurricane by the time it got to Ruston. They dealt with Laura. We're dealing with with Sally. Uh, their athletic director yesterday announced he's going to Vandy as a deputy AD. Southern Miss has a uh, head coach resigns, have an interim head coach, and we're both dealing with COVID. I I can't remember a a game like this where both schools were impacted directly and just kind of generally with everything that's going on. It's wild thinking about what these guys have been dealing with the last 10 days.
2: Yeah, that's a a really good point, Luke, and a postscript on that uh, Marshall – Appalachian State, uh, App State didn't look very good against Charlotte, but App State, for the record, did have a bunch of guys down with COVID. Um, so so they, they went ahead and played the game, very similar to probably Tech this weekend. Tech won't come in completely Amanda because of COVID, but Appalachian State did play that game with some guys down. But, yeah, with, with them dealing uh, with Laura and us dealing with Sally, the lesson here to be learned is don't ever mess with an angry woman. You're, 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 ne- you're never going to win.
0: So thankful we didn't have a hurricane named Karen this year, right?
2: Oh my gosh! Well, you know they might the way that they're brewing out there in the in the Caribbean, we might have to start the list all over again. Man, it just seems crazy one after another.
0: If they, but the, they found out if they uh, if they lose all the now go through all the names, they basically just start with the Greek alphabet. So you would have like Hurricane Alpha, and then you have Beta and Gamma and Delta and so on.
2: Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that was. Well, seeing I'm supposed to be the trivia guy, and I didn't know that. So there's something I, I learned today. But back to your Wait. question before about the hurricane: Are we in bumper music yet?
0: Are we good? We're we're in bumper. So I just said something that Kelly Sander did not know. Yes. Yeah. You did. This day in and history. Had, Write it down. I, I wouldn't necessarily this hang my hat on that. There's a lot.
2: History. There's a lot I don't know. <laughs>
0: Hey, uh, hold that thought. We'll take a commercial break. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll do it. Kelly Sander, um, another day in history. He's going to pause his mouth for four minutes, and then we'll be back, and he's going to tell you what was about to come. I mean, it's a day of first here on the Eagle Hour. Glad you're here with us. We'll be right back on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: tuned in to the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
0: Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, online, toyotahattiesburg.com. You can go on their website. You can view all of the inventory. You got new vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, certified vehicles. If you're looking for a Tundra, if you're looking for a Forerunner, a, a Camry, a Corolla, go online uh, to ToyotaHattiesburg.com. Pick out the ones you want to test drive and then go see them on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Toyota of Hattiesburg, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Also D-Bat and D-1 Training located in Hattiesburg, Softball and Baseball Academy and an Absolutely amazing facility for you to get in the best shape of your life. We appreciate our friends over at D Bad and D One Training and their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Okay, Kelly, you did it. It's uh, it's one fifty four right now. It's actually been about six minutes. And uh, go for it, man. Continue that thought.
2: Well, no, I was just I was talking to the dogs here at the house, so I really wasn't quiet. <laughs> you just didn't hear me on the radio. But at any rate, uh, again, yeah, we mentioned how Marshall and Appalachian State have been moved uh, to CBS. The, the coast-to-coast uh, game this Saturday at 2:30. Um, CBS's executive vice president in charge of programming has uh, laid down the law. Uh, this actually came down this morning that he's telling all CBS broadcasters uh, in the NFL that that might be doing NFL games. Now we're talking specifically about the NFL that they are not supposed. The announcers are not supposed to say anything about any political movement or. Any statements that the players are protesting about or making statements on. Um, but, and again, this goes back. The reason I think this is worth mentioning is because we've talked about on this show all the time how you have to follow the money, right? I mean, everything is about money. Well, the first weekend of the NFL is already in the books, and the, the NFL ratings are down 18.7%. So that's nearly one fifth of the nation. Um, Who, you know, this past weekend did not tune in. And the number one reason that CBS got in their research was that people, um, wanted to watch football and not, not see political statements, that they could watch news channels if they wanted to, you know, talk politics or whatever. So CBS, uh, with those ratings down, and of course ratings translate to money, uh, CBS just told their announcers when it comes to the NFL, talk about football and football only. I thought that was just uh, you know pretty interesting.
0: So yeah, I mean, um, I was uh, it was a couple weekends ago. I was watching Memphis and Arkansas State, and really, you know, I was enjoying the game. And literally, man, and you know how it is. Uh, I'm not a professional by any means, but you've called games for years, and I've called games, and I, I've called some some TV stuff with with Jones College. So we, you know, you with the radio, it's a completely different call than it is on, on TV. And you know, at least on on TV, even if you're calling a game, you acknowledge what's happening on the field. So you know, you don't have to describe what hash it is and if it's a shotgun and all that. These guys didn't talk about the play for like eight eight nine minutes. And and I actually, in uh, you know, my wife asked me uh, from the other room, you know, they're not talking about the game. And literally, like it's one thing to bring it up; it's one thing to discuss. You know, what's, what's going on or, or what a team has done during the week. But they forgot football for like eight to 10 minutes. And I think that in some ways has turned people off in some ways. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a time for everything. But the time there was to call a football game and it wasn't happening.
2: And the fact that it is on television, obviously, there's, a, there's an element of sight where in radio there isn't. So the executive VP at CBS said if people want to watch. What's taking place on the field, as far as political statements go, and um, players kneeling, or you know, whatever they, however they choose to to communicate, that people are free to obviously watch it, but the CBS broadcasters are not to talk about it. They just start to talk about football. So, and I think I think that's probably a, a good mix, you know, because they can see it if they want to see it, and if they don't want to see it, yeah. they don't have to see it. But, um, but the CBS broadcasters now, so. You, So in the NFL, that's all they're supposed to talk about is football. So I don't know if that will trickle down to college or or whatever, but um, definitely a a different time in the world. Definitely a new, different time in football in general.
0: The only thing that's either way excited excited that Marshall is going to get that 2:30 spot. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and and you hope that they'll put their best foot forward to help uh, Conference USA. But I was I was just going to say the only thing that remains a constant in the NFL is that the Bengals find more and more ways to lose it in the last second. (laughs) so uh, you know i'm gonna need uh, before we to this, before we get
0: off three. air today let's bring uh, you up to date on hurricane sally uh, the latest uh, came out at 1 p.m maximum sustained winds at 80 miles an hour uh, she's just kind of sitting out there stalling literally moving um it was like two miles an hour uh, northwest at two miles an hour uh, we thought that the hurricane will be moving through today. Um, That's not going to happen where uh, it's located, the eye of the storm, kind of almost on the Mississippi-Alabama line, looking like uh, making landfall possibly somewhere during the night or tomorrow morning. Uh, No eagle hour tomorrow just because of the unsurety of the storm. So uh, we'll replay a best of if those things exist. So South Mississippi tonight, um, please keep an eye on the storm, keep an eye on your local weather and uh, stay safe and do your best uh, to to stay dry. We'll catch up with you Thursday. There will be a show tomorrow just a, a best of. Uh, appreciate everyone listening and uh, for a, a great show today. Bob will be back Thursday. We'll catch you live then. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Seven, seven, seven into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle.
3: To I like a let my carry me. I want to fly like i to...
0: A super talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.